welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today, my special guest is Neville Gaunt. Um, now, now I've known Neville a little bit through social media and and the like. We've had some interesting conversations. Mostly, those conversations have been quite humorous because he does have a good sense of humour. So. Neville is the founder and architect of YP2G uh, and CEO of MindFit Limited UK. He's the chairman of your passport to grow, which is the YP2G. Changing the, and, and that passport to grow changes the paradigm of young people and co-founder of MindFit. So basically he's focused on changing the paradigm of, of young people. Uh, and he co-founded MindFit a UK-based focused on improving people, leadership and business performance. He's an international keynote speaker and the co-author of Can You Handle the Truth? And is your mind fit for golf? Mine certainly isn't, but his is. He's a good golfer. The missing link to your success and mind fit, oh sorry, is your mind fit for golf? The missing link to your success. I didn't get that name quite outright, and Mind Fit for Golf for Kids. So as you can see, Nebels really has a passion for developing and helping youth become better leaders and better uh, and better people which um, in their life. So it's great. He's got a great focus on that. And, and Neville's a financial profession, finance professional, um, accountant by trade. Neville held a long career in the FTSE 250 companies of both strategic and operational levels. His international corporate and commercial finance background has gained over 30 years in international businesses, mainly in the oil and gas industry, dealing with large and small businesses and complex supply chains. He has an accomplished track record of negotiating the business maze of short and long-term commercial, political and environmental forces that influence all decisions. He regularly says, just do it. And his favourite motto is by Henry Ford, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Welcome, Neville. Hi, Ross, and hi, everybody. Um, really looking forward to this chat. I've heard so many podcasts now from, from your good self that um, you. You, 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 you've got to chuckle along. And it's a feeling, isn't it? You know, yeah. what, what kicks in first in any situation? And it's our feelings that kick in first. So even when you're going to... Um, you know, this is the first time you and I have seen each yeah. other. You know, yeah. no, one, no one can see either of us because we've got a face of, for, for radio. Which That's is, right, yeah. I, I was told that when I was quite young, I got a face for radio. And I had a voice yeah, well, you... for the silent movies. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Oh, so but, I'm but, Im but, but immediately, it brings up a feeling in ourselves, doesn't it? And, and, yeah. and, it, and it could be happy, it could be sad, but it could be anything. But we feel our way through life so when you mention this subject about feeling leadership um, not only is it one of the core elements of developing a can-do attitude um, it's probably the one that kicks in first yeah you're right and and, and yeah. although we like to think that we're we haven't got our, our ape brain doesn't working you know quickly it does you know, our eight brain comes to the forefront. Mm. But our, and then hopefully, and I say hopefully, our thinking brain starts to kick in. And it, and it manages those feelings. 
um, even in excitement, you know, it creates um, an opportunity to think about something. Um, when you and I first spoke, you know, we, we laughed so much. We, I think both of us thought, could we ever get a podcast out of this? Yeah, that's right. Um, We're sounding very serious now. That's good. Um, but yeah, exactly. Done exactly. Two minutes of serious stuff. Yeah. Serious stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it is serious stuff because we've all got this thing called the brain. I like to think of our brain uh, as a bit like a PC. It's yeah. the hardware. That's right. And our mindset is the software. Yep. And, and, and how we've created that mindset over time is really all of our experiences, our beliefs, that, and they form our attitude, and our attitude in action is our behavior. Yeah, that's right. And I'm it's, sure. Yeah. It's like our experiences. I'm sure. yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. That's data, that's data entry. Change exactly. the data entry, and you change the output. And that's why I often say to find myself saying to executives, don't judge someone. Assess them, yes, but don't judge them because you don't know what data has gone into that little bloody computer of theirs to have the output of what they're saying now. So don't judge them on that until you understand the data and, and, you, and you probably never will. Just assess the fact that the data coming out is not probably what you like, but don't judge them on it. Try to deal with it and input new data to change, change the output. And that, that to me is the essence of leadership. This is literally, you know, you, you can't really understand where someone is unless you wear their shoes. That's right. And it's, not, and it's not wearing their shoes, you know, the adage goes, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. You know, don't judge me until you've walked a mile in my mm. shoes. And, and all of these little anecdotes that come up, and we, and we get it all the time, don't we? You walk, yeah, in, you walk right. into a new office uh, and all of these inspirational quotes are stuck up everywhere. And no one takes a blind bit of notice of the inspirational quotes. <laughs> it's hard to um, all that's about it. But that's it, because they can't connect what that statement says to them at the moment. Exactly. It's the contextual nature. That's right. Um, and we say leadership is contextual, and it is, frankly. You know, I remember my, I didn't know the word leadership. I probably couldn't even spell it when I was five. Um, but I joined the Scouts, Cub Scouts. And yeah. even today, I can remember the Cub Scout motto and the Cub Scout law, you know? Be prepared. Um, be prepared, exactly. Yeah. Which, uh, until about 20 years ago, I thought, I wonder where be prepared came from. And here's a, here's a snippet for you. Yeah. Just, just a pub quiz opportunity. Yeah. Be prepared. Okay. So what are the letters that make up be prepared? BP. BP. Yeah. And who was BP? Baden Powell. That's right. Now, I don't know whether this is true, frankly, but it's one hell of a story, isn't it? I mean, it's not <laughs> bad for, for, for an after-dinner speech. That's you know, right. a guy that founded the, one of the biggest non, you know, the biggest uniformed organisation in the world that, that really develops leadership in a very young age actually used his own name you know, in an egotistical way <laughs> to come up with the motto. That's truly very subtle leadership. Very subtle leadership. Yeah, um, uh, to be honest with you, I I doubt that's got anything to do with oh. it. But it's a good story. It's a, it's good, a good story. story. Right, I don't know where I heard it from. When you use that word subtle, I mean, it's I was having a conversation with a client today. I mean, subtlety sometimes 
is, is more powerful than, than just being blasting forth and subtly by asking curious questions and subtly taking people on a journey uh, by those questions, uh, so much more powerful than just blasting an order or hanging a picture on the, hanging a vision statement on the wall and say, go do that. Like, it's the subtleties which is, to me, is closer connecting with people and the more you connect, the more you feel and the more you each. To me, connecting is feeling, connecting. It's not headspace yeah. connecting. No, it is, it is feeling. We, all t we talk about these wonderful words in leadership, um, empathy, sympathy, yeah. acknowledgement. And as you said, it, it, you know, it's the subtleties, like silence. You know, it's a wonderful word, word. Yeah. Um, but a really good leader knows the power of silence. Allowing right. people to think. You know, I've, I've been fascinated over the last, um, probably the last 20 years, because when I had a proper job until about the early 2000s, I didn't think about leadership, frankly. I thought about doing the job, basically, getting yeah, on that's, with it. And that's, that's um, an issue that a lot of face. They just do it without thinking. Absolutely. I'm, and, and frankly, the, the times that I was volunteered for a project, and I use that word very lightly, very widely, yeah. because I was always volunteered. It, yeah. it, this is a problem. Give it a level. You know, yeah. <laughs> because no matter what it is, if it goes wrong, we can blame him. That's right. And if it yeah. goes right, then it was great decision. Yeah, bring great devil decision into the team. For empowering me. <laughs> exactly. So I felt tremendously empowered. But you, 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 you learn by doing. Yeah. You know, this, this concept of lifelong learning. You know, at, at 61, I, I've never been happier. I've never been having so much fun. Um, in a world which is probably at its lowest ebb in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a, a, a pandemic that no one has really got to grips with. Yeah. And yet we all feel, we all feel for it. We all, whoever, whoever you and I have spoken you know, very simply about, you know, what, what government really wants people to die? I mean, they don't. Mm. They're trying to do their best. You know, they may be falling short of what we think their best is, but they're all trying to do their best in very difficult circumstances. Um, and now, of course, they're dealing with the economic arena, which, yeah, is, um, it's a, which is the aftermath. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, um, well, and just like any, uh, well, any form of leadership in this current environment, if it's, it's the, the fact you're being attacked on all sides, then you get, uh, so that's the government on one, one aspect, on the economic side as well as the human side. Then you look at some of the industries, like the airline industry, the oil and gas industry, that really have some major challenges. Tourism industry, hospitality. Um, it, just to have that in isolation is catastrophic without compounding it with everything else around you. Um, it's, so it, it's, it's walking in space that no one's <coughs> been, to, been before and I mean, everyone's saying, oh, the real leaders stand up, and, and, they, and they will. And I see some standing up and others sitting down, I guess. I don't know how you well, can say lot, it, yeah, but they of, just don't hear us here. They've gone under the radar very quickly, right? Um, exactly, exactly, because it's a new era. You say they're walking into a space. I mean, this literally is yeah. a spacewalk, and they've never done it before. No, and this is, to me, it's, it's, it's a bit like 
some of the some of the in the bigger companies have got to turn their thinking back to an entrepreneurial thinking. Yeah, because entrepreneurs and they start up a startup business, do all that, uh, move forward, take risks, go into the unknown. Um, some of these older established companies have got to do the same in their mindset, is to go into something expecting that we're just like an entrepreneur starting up because we can't just keep the, the old baggage thinking given the dynamics of what we're facing. So um, it's, it's, it's a challenge just depending on the industry. So I don't... A know, huge, huge challenge study. and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what we, what we do know is that at one point in all of our lives, we had that entrepreneur in us. We were doing things completely off-piste, never been there before, trying things, didn't work, so you try a slightly different way. That's Um, right. And we've all been there. We we all start that way. As We're learning to walk. We fall down. We don't just spit the dummy and sit down forever. We get off our backside and we keep trying until we do it. Um, And and we don't know what we're doing. It's just the unknown, right? We're just getting up, taking fear on. And just doing it. So, yeah, that, 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 that fascinating time, as you say, going back to when we were a baby, we knew nothing, really. And to all our, all our subscribes out there, Neville and I, we don't go back a long time, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember actually trying to walk. <laughs> no, I can't remember it. It's, it's, it's nice to me. I, do know, I do know what it felt like. Because I'm doing that every day. That's you know, right. yeah. when you're faced with a new challenge. It's do you have the courage to take it on? Yeah. Do you are you focused enough to take it on? I mean, there's this thing. There's this thing about commitment. I, I was listening to someone um, a few weeks ago, and they were talking about being committed. And I thought, well, I'm going to throw a grenade in here. You know, it was one of these Zoom yeah. conferences yeah. that anyone could ask a question, and I said. Um, is commitment a dimmer switch? And you could hear a penny drop because I don't think anyone had thought about that before. I mean, to me, you're either committed or you're not, you know, because mm. if you're not committed, great, not a problem. I can, go, I can work with someone else who is. Mm. But if you're going to be committed, if you're not focused and 100% involved in what you're doing for the period of time that you're going to, be allocating to do it you know if you're thinking about what you're going to have for tea um you know what golf course you're going to play on um uh, what article you're going to write if, you, if your mind is not focused on what you're doing you're just not committed you're not going to get the best out of yourself or out of everybody else yeah, so and it's funny you're just bringing some things in my mind i have that conversation quite regularly because you often see that on on mission statements, on hanging on the wall, be committed. Yeah. And I often ask people, so what, what's the definition of commitment? Because everyone has a different one. Yeah. For some people, it's working 23 hours of 20, out of 24. <laughs> some of us on doing an eight-hour day, I'm bloody committed. So, like, <laughs> so you can't define it. So what, what I try to encourage executives to do is narrow that down to a behaviour, not a description of behaviours. When we say you're committed, in our own mind, we're giving up a selection of behaviours that form the opinion that you're committed. Me, me, my my wife probably say you're committed to to some funny farm. You go a bit silly sometimes. Um, But (laughs) or you should be committed. I I should be committed. Yeah, that's right. right. 
but but uh, it, it, you need to specify behaviours. That's the key that gets people where people go. Oh, I get it. No, I don't want to be that committed. Well, then get off the bus. Because <laughs> if you're on the no, bus, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that like, makes to me that makes a difference between average leadership and outstanding leadership. That's, that's right. It, it's it, you, you've got to get. You've just got to hold people accountable for what they say, and, and but allow them to say it or say no, I can't do that. But we use two bigger flowery words, um, and we, we think we're all touchy and feely, but we use two bigger words um, that don't really mean anything, or they try they do, but to different people they mean different things. It's got to. You're, you're to absolutely right. This is. I think this is. Yeah, this is where um, I have a, a huge conversations with lots of people that believe in value-based leadership. Yep. The thing is, you and I will have a pretty good understanding of what the word trust means yep. or integrity or commitment, okay? That's it. I think you and I will probably be far more aligned on commitment than anything else. You're either in or you're out. That's right. Yep. However, the problem with these value-based is that they're my values. They may not be your values. And that's, so I agree with you, that. You start with a gap analysis immediately. So you spend so long creating a joint value and then it turns into a mission statement and a vision statement and an objectives and da-da-da, but then you lose sight of the values. And let's give a fantastic example. You know, you, you're working in the oil industry a lot currently. Yeah. Enron. Enron. You remember Enron? Yeah. The biggest corporate disaster in history Let's hope it's the last mm. <laughs> uh, biggest, that is. Yeah. Let's not hope there isn't one that follows. Um, although in the UK, we're doing quite well with a few like Carillion, etc. However, um, Enron were admired around the industry for having the best set of values out. People were copying their values from their website so oh. that they were trying to live those values. And as we found out with Enron, is they had a fantastic value statement. That's what I mean. No they, had the best, they had the best, they had the, not the best values, they had the best communicator or designer yeah. of words at, yeah. in, the, in the industry. So they come up exactly. with genius things, but no one feels, no, and so when you get back to behaviour, do you feel it? Do you really know? Like, exactly. If you say, yeah. I want to be on the boat, yeah, but when you get on the boat, you've got to pick up a damn oar. It's not just yes. being on the boat. Pick yes. up an oar, right? <laughs> otherwise stay in the water and swim to shore, right? That's all right. And that's fine if you want to do that, right? But it's your yep. choice. You just want and, but that's the point, isn't it? It's your choice. Yep. And, and going back to this behaviour statement, you know, um, I, I love the phrase, you know, it's because it's, it, leadership is about action. It's not about right. position. It's not about, you know, where your seat is in the organization. It's not about what it says on your business card. It's what, a, what you're going to do. What you've done, what you're going to do, and how you're going to bring everyone into this galvanized state of saying, yeah, we've got a real problem here, guys. You know, oil and gas industry is absolutely classic for not controlling one of the main drivers of the industry. The oil price. Yeah. No, no one really controls that oil price anymore. I mean, no, Saudi Arabia would like to think they do, but, but now their position in the world stage is reducing because they've been producing lots of oil and 
It's not being it's replaced. So there's no, there's no monopoly that there was 30 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. one thing that's fundamental to a driver for the industry is that oil is a commodity. That's right. Other people set the price. Mm. So you have to acknowledge that and adjust your organization to move with that price. And yeah. I've seen, you know, when I, when I had a proper job and I left the oil industry, it was still turning around $18, $20 a barrel. Uh, in the last 20 years, we've seen $180 a barrel. I know. What's we've seen months? minus $47 a barrel. <laughs> minus 47 you know. You, you had to pay someone to take it away. Uh, um, so you've, if you can't feel that, you know, feel that pain, you know, really good leaders feel the pain of the organization. Because that pain drives us on. If you connect to that pain, it's not just looking at the data. You've got to connect. And you're right, feel the pain. Because when you feel people's pain, you're more likely to influence and, and connect with them to actually drive it forward. You're right, spot on. And, and the yeah. other thing is, you know, if you've got a t let's say you've got a team of 10. Yeah. And let's say we're in a very um, dynamic organisation. The likelihood is the average age of that team of 10 is probably about 35. But yep. don't focus on the average age. Focus on the team of 10. Everyone right. is an individual. Mm. What motivates a 22-year-old freshly out of grad school is completely different to what's going to motivate a 35-year-old that's just had their first child. Yep. Or a 42-year-old that's moved house and taken on a huge mortgage yeah, because that yeah. this is their lifetime, this is their forever home. Yeah, yeah. And people are going through lots of change. And as a as a leader, if you don't feel that, I mean, one thing that one thing that working from, I mean, people call it working from home. I call it working from anywhere, frankly. Um, having yeah. travelled the world, been in like yourself, been yeah. in lots of airports, you know, lots of business lounges, <laughs> lots of hotels, <laughs> and different offices. You know, yeah. this isn't working from home arena. This is just working. It's just another anywhere. place. It's another place. It's just. Right. It's just. A, it's just something that actually makes you feel secure, hopefully, so that you can get on with stuff. Yeah. But once you start to work in that arena, you know, the Zoom part of this world you know the the digital connectivity how we communicate now is over the internet we have seen into so many people's front rooms bedrooms kitchens garages back gardens um and some people that have put you know bondi beach as a all the backdrop. flashy photos the backdrop exactly there. you know um but the thing is we've been introduced to their life in a way that we've never ever seen this before uh, and I, I agree with that because I think like a, a positive out of all this I think it, it enables you to connect with those people a bit more good leaders will connect with those people a bit more uh, ones who don't get it just don't get it you just you just I'm just talking to this person irrespective but good leaders tend to notice as you said little thing little things that help you connect all the more and that's and that's uh brings back to what what we started conversing about in this podcast is leaders need to be feeling the leadership not it's not a checklist of good leaders do this and this and it is 
and I have some of my, a lot of my clients use a checklist, but they need to feel the words. That's the key. You're, and, you're, and you're so, absolutely right, and that's so, yeah. that's that's great coaching for me, because a really good coach will feel in tune with their coachee. Well, that's it. You've got to connect. Let's say like any leadership, it's con- that connectivity. Help yeah. leaders connect with their staff. Because you can't, you need to connect with the leader first to help the leader connect with, with, with their staff. And it's that connectivity is the biggest issue with leadership. They just, it's just, it's, it's like I've got a statement to make, so I throw it over the wall and hope they pick it up and run with it. Like the word committed. Oh, they all understand that. No, they don't. They all have different, just like everything. You've got to feel it. Just once you feel it and feel the pain, as you said before, with what's going on and truly feel it, then you can connect because that's the empathy. Then yeah, you're right. Empathy. And, and we, we, we talked about pain because it is a painful arena, but there's also yeah. excitement. You know, feel that excitement. Yeah. Get excited. That's you know, right. The last, thing, the last thing I think leaders should be is relied upon for inspiration. Yeah, you want people to be inspired. You want people yeah, exactly. to... Exactly. You want to encourage you. them. Yeah, it has to come from within. Yeah. Otherwise, you 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 start to literally your position becomes egotistical. That's right. And you, you know, yeah. you're there just to take the the accolade, and then you're playing as soon as in the headspace. Yeah, all yeah. you're doing is leading from the headspace. Um, you've got to use your head to think, but you've got to use your heart, soul to feel. And if you're a leader and you're trying to engage me to want to be doing something work towards the vision that you're trying getting me to achieve if you connect with me from your heart from your soul to my soul that's within that's a connection because then i know you understand me and vice versa but if you just dump in headspace speak then that's that's never going to really connect properly from wanting me to do something because it's the feelings that inspires me like people and, and that People want to do something because they love the feeling of achieving, as you said. Exactly. Jump up yeah. and down with a high five. They love that feeling. Yeah. So, therefore, if you connect the feeling and they relate to, if I work hard, I'm going to be doing that feeling again of success. Yeah, man, I'm going to work hard for that. I am committed to do that because I want that feeling. So, look. And a, a, yeah. you said it's, a, it's that soul-to-soul connection. And, that's, and that's a great place to leave it, frankly. Because that's how I think, because like, we, we've gone over time, but this has been a great... Conversation. Sorry, do you want to make say something there? No, no, no. I mean, it is a great place to leave it because it is that is that soul to soul connection. You can't unless you've been there. You can't explain it. That's right. And yeah. if you've if you're trying to explain it, it's pointless because someone else can't feel it. Yeah. So you need. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we're talking about feeling yeah. leadership. Just feel your way through. Yeah. Go and experiment. Go and you know go into a darkened room with a blindfold on and turn the light on. You don't know the light's been turned on because you've got a blindfold. And then take the blindfold off and feel that, you know, because if you'd have taken one more step, you'd have fallen over the dining room table. (laughs) You know? So this is, this is that soul to soul connection. I'm I'm not very tall. So I would have bumped my head on the dining room table. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been catastrophic. But anyway, on that note, <laughs> thanks, thanks again, uh, Neville, for being being our our guest today, and thanks for your contribution on feeling 
the lead, good leaders feel, I mean, they feel their leadership. And it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure, Ross. Uh, look forward to another conversation down the line. I'm sure we'll have one. I'd just, I'd just like to tell the subscribers, he's got a shirt on with bloody flamingos and all sorts of things. So we'll have to, have to put him on vision next time. So it's just a wasted <laughs> exercise, that shirt. It's, it's, it should be out there traumatising tra traumatizing my listeners. It's a cracker. So... <laughs> Well, as you know, it was there for the golf course, but there's yeah, no know, golf today. There's it's pouring no down the rain. Okay, look, thanks, Neville. Thanks once again. And uh, until next time, thank you. thanks for listening to our podcast. And uh, until again, we'll have another one in about a week. Um, see you later. Enjoy, enjoy your day. <laughs>